What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it feels so good to be back for our 51st episode. We are your host, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. 51 episodes, Dude, man. Dude, it's Woo! crazy. It's crazy. It really is crazy. But this is our first ever podcast that is sponsored, guys. Oh, my goodness. We have to send a special shout out and a special thank you to East Beach Specialties. So we're going to give you a little promo of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, on the show today, of course, we have industry news. We got stuff going on like the Oscars. The Oscar nominations just came out. Who got snubbed? Who got what they rightfully oh, deserve? It's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, oh, seriously. Yeah. And of course, we have stuff going on with Netflix, Disney, Spotify, I mean, Spotify, Weinstein, all the yeah, usual. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And plus, we have a special guest coming on the show today from America 2.0. Who is it? Antonio Lepore, the master composer behind the theme song and all the music in the podcast. He's also done Ride with Norman Reedus and just a whole ton of stuff that you guys have uh, heard, popular shows and some films someday. Uh, He's going to be joining us later, though. And as always, we're going to talk to him about people trying to break into the industry, how he got into the industry, all kinds of fun stuff. So I can't wait for that phone call. Yeah, and of course, we have This Day in History, Box Office Prediction, The Word of the Day, and Billboard Chart Toppers. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get started with industry news let's jump in let's do it uh the oscars man they finally came out oh man i'm i gotta say i was okay with how things happened how things turned out but there was the director i wanted bradley cooper to be nominated for best director all right so so let's get started right off because the biggie obviously everybody wanted to know and yes the answer is yes Black Panther did make history it by did. becoming the first superhero film or film of superhero genre, however you want to look at it, uh, nominated for Best Picture. That's it, epic. Uh, yes, seven <laughs> overall nominations, which is phenomenal. It's about damn time. Yeah, seriously. Um, that said, I don't think it has a chance in hell of winning, but it's a start. Yeah. It's a start. There's been dozens. We've talked about yeah. this on the past shows that I think should have been nominated before Black Panther, but Black Panther absolutely deserved it. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because I think there's a couple of nominations it didn't get that it deserved Yeah, as well. exactly. Like, but, um, so, Black Klansman, yep. Spike Lee's latest joint, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Mm. Those are your Best Picture yeah. nominees. Oh, man. And I, we just want to say we've been promoting it a little bit on social media. We're going to have an Oscar party. So oh, like, what? Yeah. The night of the Oscars, you can tune in to our live streaming sources on our social media platform And watch with us. Yeah, and watch so, with us, see our reactions. Yeah, and here's going to be the fun part. Ballots are available now. Yes. Go to abc.com or Oscars or get your ballot. And fill it out because we're going to fill our ballots out and then we're going to watch live and see how well we do. Yeah. We're, we got a little bet going on amongst us. But for all of you, if you get your ballot and you fill it out, everybody who has the best ballots or if if somebody actually predicts all of them right. A perfect which, ballot. Wow. What? You're going to have a shot at winning one of our new Crazy Ant shirts. Hell yeah. Uh, so – 
you can get your ballots mm-hmm. and then email it to us. You can go to uh, crazyantmedia.com. Email address is right there. Yep, yep. Click on it. Send us your Oscar ballot and then watch with us yeah. on Oscar night. It's going to yeah. be a blast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter. Hell get yeah. A, get an in-depth look of what we do week to week. Yeah. But, so, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's talk about these a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Man, I just watched Green Book last night and oof. Oh. I, I was hoping for A Star is Born, but a Green Book, man. Yeah. Mm. I think anybody, if you're new to the podcast, you haven't heard yet, but if you're a regular listener, you know we have just been touting a star is born like crazy. Yeah, seriously. We loved it. We both saw yeah, we just we could not stop talking about it. And we f- still feel that way. Yeah. But but a green book. <sighs> this is the one with Marcella Ali and Vigo Mortensen about driving across the southern part of the country mm-hmm. for a concert series. Uh, oh man. Oof. It it was deep, man. Like talk about the social message and even not with uh, the racism, even with being homosexual back in that time and like just trying things out, it was oof. Yeah, I mean, there was so much going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. yeah just kind of threw that one out there. But um, the acting, mm-hmm. the cinematography, the writing, yeah. the the directing, the everything about this film is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It, it's just so well done. Yeah. Um, I, I called it on the Golden Globes. I said it would be the sleeper, and mm-hmm. I thought it would win, and it did. I I kind of think maybe, maybe. Maybe for the Oscars, yeah, too. I, oh, I kinda, man. Everybody's talking yeah. about Roma. Yeah. Roma, Roma, Roma. Yeah, I was about to say, this is uh, Black Panther wasn't the only one to make history for the best picture. Netflix got a film nominated for best picture, Roma. But, I mean, you watched this one, right? I, mean, I, I eh, did. Eh, I did. I, mm. eh. If you're not familiar with uh, Alfonso Cuaron, uh, you might know him. He's already won best director once. Um, for Gravity with yeah. Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, yeah. if you remember that movie from a few years back. Um, I, mm, mm-hmm. I, I watched Roma, and I'm a film guy. Yeah. I like old school. I like black yeah, and white. Yeah, right. I like all this guy. I'll be honest. I stopped three times during it, like mm-hmm. and like had to keep going back to it. I just could not watch it straight through. Damn. And um, I don't. Nothing against Netflix. Congratulations. Like J-Lo said, they made history. They're the first streaming service to get a Best Picture nomination. And 11 overall nominations, like Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Picture. Congratulations. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see Best Director. I don't see Best Cinematographer. I don't get Best Script. I don't see Best Picture. Mm. Call me crazy. Let the hate mail come. But I don't see it. I think A Star is Born... Green Book, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman, Black all Black Panther, all infinitely better than Roma. Yeah. I, I'm not understand. The only one, and we can talk about this in a minute, uh, <laughs> that I think that Roma might possibly be better than. And forgive me, Kirk. Yeah. We love you, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> Vice. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you said it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> no. It, People no. walking out of the theaters. And I mean, shit. it's dropped consistently like sixty yeah. percent from week to week yeah. to week. I mean, it, it just, wasn't even in the top five. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, and mm. even after it got the Golden Globe stuff, it, you didn't see a boost in the box yeah. office. So that should tell you right yeah. there. Seriously. So. I mean, let's move on to Best Director. I mean, you got Spike Lee, Black Klansman. I guess this is the first one he's ever been nominated yeah, for. What, right. Thirty years he's been yeah. doing this, and this is the. Like, 
you think of do the right thing and like uh, jungle fever like all these amazing yeah. films that he's done and this is the first time yeah like, that's, that's pretty mm. crazy it's pretty crazy i can't even pronounce that next one uh, <laughs> uh powell powellowski there you go yeah yeah for cold war and yorgos lanthimos <laughs> there you go for <laughs> the, the favorite. favorite and like you said alfonso Cuaron for roma and adam mckay for vice mm. Oh. Mm. but i mean I, the only reason I still want to see Vice is because I want to see Christian Bale's acting in it. I, okay, and let me clarify, because I said I would put that at the bottom of my list for Best Picture. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was... The performances are phenomenal. Yeah. Kirk Boville is brilliant as Kissinger. Christian Bale is brilliant as Chaney. Uh, the one that really just blew me away, Steve Carell, yeah. as Don Rumsfeld. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you know Don Rumsfeld, you're like, oh, who's going to play... Carell nailed it. Yeah, all of that's the performances epic. were outstanding. Yeah, they just the makeup, everything. They just, but it couldn't save it. Yeah, it mm. couldn't save it. I mean, damn, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> let's talk sometimes. about this. Let's yeah. talk about what's missing off this list. Yeah, let's do it. Um, female directors. Well, female directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but there's there's one that I we were all shocked when they came down. Bradley Cooper. I mean, where yeah. are you, Bradley yeah. Cooper? I know that that really pissed me off. Like yeah. maybe because they're trying to send a message, like you said earlier. Like they're trying to send a message. Maybe you got the best uh, best actor. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know though. I'm confused by this though. I've said this before about like other films, Titanic. You know when Leo didn't win, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. How do you get nominated for best picture, mm-hmm. best actor, best actress, best supporting actor? <laughs> and not, and not get act. best director. Yeah, exactly. Like he directed all of the acting performances. He edited and put together the film that got nominated for best film. How do you From not get start to finish? I mean, like, that's what the director does. Yeah. How do you mm. not? How do you nominate all of this thing and not nominate the director? Yeah, seriously. It, it just makes no sense it to me at all. Yeah, that that's the one I'm really shitty about. Like, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I get that it's his directorial debut, his first one. Maybe yeah. the Academy's thinking, let's not give it to him right out the gate yeah but it's a phenomenal film yeah he did a brilliant job directing yeah he he deserved the nomination i agree he just did completely agree and if i'm gonna go even further i think ryan coogler for black panther also mm-hmm. it's a brilliant film yeah. yeah i mean and the level and the scope of it and you start him off with fruitvale station and yeah. you just keep going and you get to black panther and yeah. you're like this guy yeah. deserves it exactly but i mean I, we'll talk about this a little bit later but chadwick boseman he wasn't i mean you know should have been yeah should have been nominated absolutely but, uh, yeah and j-lo asked me this all, like all the time when we're having these conversations he's like okay but if you want to put bradley cooper on or if you want to put ryan coogler on who would you bump mm-hmm. adam mckay for advice <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, right so- I'm sorry yeah. it just was not good yeah it was not good yeah and but i mean i really appreciated the editing and the directing in black clansman that was a really good yeah, film exactly I re- that yeah. one definitely deserved it. i'm definitely glad he's and I, i'm telling you with looking at this list i'm pulling for spike yeah honestly I'm pulling for spike yeah especially since bradley's not in there yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> just oh, you know black clansman is infinitely better than roma yeah so uh and and alfonso's already got one mm. give it to spike exactly just give it to, spike. Just give it to him oh my goodness you know how many people happy would be happy about oh that yeah shit? Uh, all right, let's head to actor in a leading role. Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, William Defoe, and at Eternity's Gate, uh, Rami Malik, Malik or whatever, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Martistein in mm. Grand Book. This one is tough. Mm-hmm. This one is really, really tough. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now, I still need to see the at Eternity's 
gate, but I don't, mm, I don't know, man. I could see Rami taking this one. Yeah, I, 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 but I think that would be the only one that Bohemian Rhapsody takes. Yeah, I, yeah, mm, you know. Yeah, but then I mean, you throw in the performance of, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper because mm-hmm. it's brilliant in yeah. A Star Is Born. And then I'm sorry, but you you just Vigo. I Vigo. feel like is the big underdog. Seriously, that film yeah. and the performances, his accent, like yeah, his just, mannerisms, they were so New York. Like and and but the the just the pure emotion that he shows. Yeah, the dynamic between him and Marcella, and between him and his wife. Yeah, and between him and his Italian, you know, kin. Yeah, and, exactly. And like, it's just such a phenomenal exactly. performance. And I, it, I just, it like mm. showed how far like you can come once you actually know something. Someone. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, they start off at the beginning throwing away two glasses that two African American workers like drank out of because right. his wife offered him some water. Right. And, but then at the end, he becomes best friends with this guy. Exactly. So. And what I what I really like is that, in my opinion, they kind of while he did throw away the glasses, mm-hmm. and I, they kind of hint that like this is all I've ever known. Exactly. I was brought up this exactly. way. Exactly. But they kind of hint throughout the movie that he's not a racist. Yeah. This is just. What he what he knows, exactly. what he was taught, and he realizes when he sees the flip side to mm-hmm. the racism, yeah. because there's a part there's a part where Marcella Arlie's character says something to him that's, exactly. and he's like, "Do you know how racist you just sound? Exactly. You're grouping me with all white people, exactly. but I'm not." And then he starts to realize, "Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I group you with mm-hmm. all," and you can exactly. just really see the growth and. Yeah. And we could talk about that too, because you know, supporting actor is Marcella Ali. Yeah, I'm like, how is he not lead actor? Yeah, seriously, they both carried that film, and they're like, in it equally. Uh, yeah, how is agreed. one supporting and like, one? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I definitely feel like they should both be in lead. Agreed. We'll yeah. get to that in a minute, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, but actors, yeah, actress, right? Actress in a leading role. Yeah, mm. I mean, like you said, Bradley Cooper. But that, and I mean, what about Vice? Do you think Vice will come away with anything? I mean, Christian Bale did a phenomenal job yeah. as Cheney, but mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. And will politics play into it? Yeah. I mean, the whole government shutdown, if it's still going on, yeah. and we know that the, I mean, just being truthful here, regardless yeah. of your politics, you cannot argue that over the last decade or so, the Academy Awards have become a bully pulpit for your social agenda. Very much so. And so, like, I yeah. just wonder if politics will play into the decision. I don't know. I mean, you really don't know nowadays. All right, let's go over to actress in a leading role. Um, I've, I'm going to let you take these. Yalitza yeah. Apricio? Uh, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Wonderful woman, I'm sure. Delightful. I hear she was like a, a school teacher or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. that became, like, the you know, now a Best Actress nominee, but... I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Glenn Close, the wife. She's the one that's been nominated like every year, right? Oh, uh, yeah. She, yeah. She is now. She made a lot of history this time. Yeah. She made history by now becoming the most nominated person in Academy history to never to win. To never win. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. And Lady Gaga, Star is Born, man. Mm. Mm. Really good. I mean, really good for her first role. I'm just, you, whew, Brad, yeah. and again, Bradley Cooper just brought out everything in her. Seriously, phenomenal performance exactly. by a phenomenal director. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Olivia Coleman, the mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. if for you guys who aren't familiar, if you're huge fans of The Crown on Netflix, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman is taking over the role as the queen in season three. Mm. So I'm real curious. Yeah, you know, see how I, that yeah. goes. Because I mean, Claire Foy, man, Claire, team team Claire. Yeah, seriously. And then Melissa McCarthy. For can you ever forgive me? This is that poem one, right? Yeah, where she. I steals, really want to see this yeah. one. Like steals other it's, people's art or shit, and like yeah. Mm. And from what I like, really is 
I mean, best my memory can recollect, it's her first like serious role. Yeah, like yeah, she's had somewhat drama, but it's they had comedy in it. But yeah. this is like a straight out like serious yeah. role. I mean, can we talk about this a little bit? Freaking, she was also nominated for worst actress in right. a film because of the Happy uh, Time, the murders. Happy Time Murders. <laughs> like within twenty four hours, she was nominated for best actress and worst actress. It and I so loved funny. her response. She took it very, very lightly and said, "Well, it just shows my range." Hell yeah, you know. I, I can be the worst and the best. Exactly. You know? So exactly. I, I, you know, I, I don't rule out that all of these other performances negate each other and Melissa wins it. Yeah. I don't rule that out. That'd I be think. crazy. I definitely need to watch that film. All right, let's go to actor in a supporting role. Like we said, Mashala Ali with the Green Book. Adam Driver, he was phenomenal oh in the freaking Black Klansman. Yeah. And he's from Indiana, so I got to represent <laughs> my fellow Hoosiers. Uh, Samuel Elliott, this is the first time he's ever been nominated. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. That is a legend. I mean, a legend and a phenomenal actor yeah. who's been in just some like unbelievable films and roles. Seriously. I, the, the one that jumps to my mind just almost immediately is Mask yeah. way back in the day like, what the with hell? Sharon. And, yeah. and I'm like, if you saw that movie, you're probably scratching your head right now going, wait, he didn't win? Yeah, like I what? I mean, how is this his first nomination? I do not like, understand. Crazy. What's up, the Academy? What's up? I mean, uh, like, this man is brilliant. Exactly. I mean, and put, I mean, I would put him in anything. Yeah. Like, he's honestly, just so yeah. good. Anything I mean, you want to be a part of, Sam, contact that's us. Right. Crazyantmedia at <laughs> gmail.com. That's right. Come talk to us. We'd yeah. love to have you on here, buddy. Seriously. Do it. Oh, my goodness. And we got Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Now, I honestly, I don't know what this one's about. No, have you seen anything? I have not. Oh, man. So we got we to gotta get educated on this one. We got to get <laughs> that's educated. Right. That's right. And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Yeah. Mm. And he's a great George Bush, mm-hmm. W. You know, W. Yeah. Bush. He's hilarious. He's been the impersonator for a while now, right? Uh, like, yeah. For I a mean, lot of things. Yeah. And he's he's really funny. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, my money's on uh, Marcella Ali. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. I mean, if you want to take over in the actress in a supporting role, yeah, we've got Amy Adams Vice again, a wonderful performance as Mrs. Cheney, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, uh, I've, I think put it this way, <laughs> uh, I think she's been in other things that far more warranted. Yeah, an Academy Award yeah. than this role. Um, Marina de Tavaria for Roma mm-hmm. again. I don't understand. Just, <laughs> please reach out give me feedback am i the only one because i just yeah i, I mean, don't we've understand heard the other side of the aisle how all bit. of these people are getting nominations for acting yeah. i just really didn't like, see it what um this is the one i'm thinking is your sleeper regina king if beale street could talk mm, i heard that um, one was good yeah and uh, i mean she's been winning a lot of awards for it and i mean if you know regina king she's another phenomenal actress yeah i feel like this is her year yeah i think she's gonna bring home the That'd statue epic. i really do Hell yeah. emma stone mm. uh, for the favorite and one of my favorites yeah i love emma stone. i do too i just she's awesome ever since easy eight and i mean um was Adventureland? No, yeah. it was uh, one of those. Yeah, and I loved her in Birdman. Yeah, I mean, Bird come Man. on. Uh, and Rachel Weiss for the favorite. Yeah. So uh, two favorites going up against each other. But I, I'm telling you, I think my money is on Regina King mm-hmm. if Beale Street can mm-hmm. talk. Definitely. This next one, I'm really excited oh, about. Oh man, so the, pumped! I seriously, the animated feature film. I mean, we got Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs, Mirari, uh, Mirai, Mirai. Yeah. Alf, uh, Ralph breaks the internet and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, oh man, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm just gonna like be real risky. Yeah. 
Disney will win this category. Oh, no shit. No, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. They've got the best shot. They almost have every movie. Right. In Incredibles 2, yeah. obviously Pixar. Yeah. They've got Ralph Breaks the Internet, Walt Disney Studios. And while Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a Sony yeah. animation production. It's Marvel. I mean, it's Marvel yeah. and Disney's racking up all the money off the merchandising yeah, the off of it. So they're like, going to be happy even if Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Seriously. Um, uh, mm. I'm... I, I think it's going to be Incredibles too. Everybody's Dude. just been waiting for this one for so long. But the one I want is Spider-Man Into yeah, the spider Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go against the grain here. Incredibles yeah. 2 was phenomenal. I think it it's was just the worth overall the wait. choice. Yeah. It was worth the wait. Brilliant movie. Lived up to the first one, I thought. It, it was great. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was just freaking mind-blowingly phenomenal yeah the combination between like computer animation and hand-drawn yeah animation. all the different things and then the camera moves like that they incorporated obviously done through computer right there's not but <laughs> just all the and the acting was phenomenal yeah. the direction was phenomenal the script was really yeah. great it was just really groundbreaking yeah, in my seriously. opinion and i think it deserves the win exactly I, i'm i'm pulling for spider-man into the spider-verse and i mean of course if you're a comic book fan one of your favorite villains is Kingpin. So oh, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Well, in all the different versions of Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, having all of them pop yeah. up because not a lot of people know about all of them. Yeah. So. I mean, they were uh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. In fact, the movie was so good that they're talking multiple spinoffs. Oh, wow. From some of the yeah. other Spider-Mans. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Hell yeah. All right. Next, we have original song. Do we have to read all of them? Because this is a lot. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I but this like, is a lot. Yeah, Black Panther. I think it's going to be Kendrick Lamar's All the Stars. Like that album did really well. It, it streamed did. like crazy. It did. But you got Shallow. A Shallow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's I, what you think. Yeah. I think it's a lock. Yeah. I think Shallow is a lock from yeah. A Star Is Born. I, I, I really do. Mm, I don't know, man. Because freak that album, that Black Panther album, people love. Agreed. It. Agreed. Yeah. But I just think, because I feel like A Star is Born is not going to get all the biggies yeah. that it was projected to get. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to give them the song. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm just... Mm. Yeah. I mean, we shall <laughs> see. We shall see. Uh, we got All Fight from RBG. Yep. Uh, we got The Place Where the Lost Things Go, the Mary Poppins Return movie. Mm -hmm. Still need to go see that one, man. Uh, yeah. And when a cowboy trades spurs for wings, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Another Netflix nomination. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they so got fifteen nominations. Uh, overall. Yeah, fifteen yeah. total between Roma and uh, Buster Scruggs. Yeah, so that's interesting. I know it's really interesting. Um, I'll tell you, like I said, I really think this is going to be shallow. A star is born. Yeah, and. I, I, one of the funniest things I saw was Elton John basically reached out, you yeah. know, and said uh, to the co-writer there, um, "Hey, make us make some space on the mantle. Yeah, you're, you're, you're winning, winning an Oscar." <laughs> said I don't want to jinx it, but I guarantee you, yeah. you're winning the Oscar. I feel like Elton probably I mean, knows. Yeah, he probably I mean, does. Just, I, mean, you know, I feel like he'd have the inside scoop. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. then, like I said. Few more categories out there, but get your ballot, fill it out. We can discuss some more of the categories as we get closer to the Oscars. Yes. But those are the biggies. Yes. And let us know what you think. If you disagree with our picks, if yeah. you if give us feedback. What Hell do you yeah. think's gonna win at the Oscars exactly. this year? Exactly. Yeah, because we're very interested in what you think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So continuing on with industry news, 
I'm sure everyone has seen over social media and over, honestly, the news the past couple days, Netflix and Hulu both released these documentaries about this failure of a festival, the Fire Festival, where they, basically they invited, at the beginning, they invited all these social media influencers and all these famous people to the island to make it look amazing over social media so that they could attract these rich young kids to come to the island and spend all their money on this shit. Well, basically, it was a huge scam. Like, these people were promised, like, these crazy estates for, like, housing and shit and promised villas and Airbnbs, but they got literally hurricane tents. Yeah. And, like, awful food. And even so bad that they put this caterer that was on the island basically ran her through her whole life savings but the good thing is that they she just earned her life savings back over a crowdfunding campaign yeah so that's so freaking awesome that it picked up enough traction that enough people cared to donate to it yeah this was this was insane like you said i mean they brought in supermodels and like just all this stuff to make it look like it was going to be the most epic luxurious if you weren't there something with you you know you you didn't matter kind of a festival rule was attached like blink 182 was attached like but nobody was getting paid everybody was getting scammed by this guy billy mcfarland like yeah it ugh. Yeah. all bullshit all it bullshit. was all bullshit yeah and so mm, like mm. it's really crazy but yeah she doubled it her her life savings were around fifty thousand dollars and she has like a hundred and thirty thousand dollars going towards her business and her life savings now so that's just so epic that people cared enough to donate yep Awesome. And so they've got dueling documentaries about this. If you're interested in seeing how it all went down, both Netflix and Hulu right now have documentaries on there, both kind of told from a different point of view, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you might want to catch both. Go to Hulu and Netflix, watch them both, and then kind of, you know, but... I, I mean, I think there's only one conclusion. This guy was a total uh, yeah, douche. I exactly. mean, like, I mean, and the Hulu one, it's specifically interviewing him, mm-hmm. like face to face, and the Netflix one is more for the more from the crowd's experience and right. everything. So, uh, yeah, it's super crazy. I started watching the Hulu one last night after watching the Netflix one, and I'm just like, this guy is just trying to bullshit the cameras now. Yep, like it's so stupid. Don't, uh, yeah. If you're gonna watch one, watch the Netflix one. And I mean, of course. We don't know all the information. We're being told all of this information. So it, it's just a crazy situation. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the new thing that's rolled out at Spotify, you're going to be able to mute your artists now. And apparently this is coming after the whole R. Kelly thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you don't want to listen to artists or even see artists in your feed yeah. or recommended songs, or you can now shut them off. Yeah. That, so. I mean, that's pretty cool because, I mean, you know, sometimes you're just going through shuffle, just streaming along and something pops up. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And you have to waste a skip on it, yeah, especially like on Spotify. Yeah. If you don't have the premium and you're on the skip, you got to yeah. you gotta waste your yeah, skip on it. Exactly. Or suggested music because yeah. you listen to things and like, okay, exactly. well, I listen to this, but I don't listen to shit bags. So, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not trying to support these people, plus wasting my skills. Exactly. <laughs> you and, don't have to waste your skips. <laughs> no. And so, you know, R-, R. Kelly obviously stemmed from R. Kelly, but I we're, let's talk about somebody who's probably also going to be on the mute list. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Chris Brown? Chris Brown <laughs> broke news Tuesday that he was arrested in Paris for charged with rape, but then later in that same evening, he was released with no charges filed. He says he is filing a lawsuit and, for and actually defamation. Did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, it, that, I mean, this is a pretty crazy situation. I mean, 
I honestly believed it at first because of his past. It's hard not to judge someone from their past, but that is a fault with myself and them. And like, there's faults on both sides. I right. Think. Right. Well, and we've talked about this before. Now, not saying that that he didn't do this. Right. Not saying he did do this because exactly. we don't know. Um, but the, apparently there was not enough evidence to charge him, yeah. and so there it is. But I agree, we've talked about this in the past, and it comes back to the power of a movement. Yeah, He has had problems in the past with the law. Right. He has put beatdowns on women yeah. in the past. He's had sexual mm-hmm. uh, accusations in the past. Yeah. So you want to believe that he probably did this when somebody accuses exactly. him. Exactly. But also you have to ask yourself, did this woman woman know of his past exactly. and knew and that if she levied them. the accusation, people would believe her? Exactly. And so uh, it goes to the whole like Me Too movement and the the power of a movement and the responsibility that you have to have. Exactly. Because if somebody does have a questionable past, you mm-hmm. could lay out an accusation you know exactly. isn't true and and get them exactly. And so I, I mean I don't know. This is but. Yeah, I mean, we, we shall see. I mean, everybody has their own opinions on that. So, I mean, tweet us. What do you guys think? Do you yeah. think he did it? Do you think he didn't? So, I mean, <laughs> we shall see. But, I mean, speaking of more scumbags. Yeah, uh, we have a trend going here. Yeah, uh, Brian Singer accused by four more men. Apparently, these guys were uh, teenagers when this happened. Uh, and it's ranging from harassment to rape. Mm. Uh, like that, I mean, you said this has been going on for years. Yeah, there's and been nobody's been shining light on it. Like, accusations about Singer and a couple of other people, including sometime frequent guest, apparently Kevin Spacey. Yeah, who we talk about but, all the time um, on this. Yeah. yeah, he would throw parties for young boys. Yeah, and they'd be big and swimming in the pool mm-hmm. and having all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then if you were like brought to him, yeah. You know, now here's the crazy thing because there's all kinds of stuff, and it goes into the the apparently these charges that have been or these uh, you know against him that yeah. these new allegations, these detail they go into the it, sometimes boys would be brought and they would deem them I guess not attractive enough, mm. but you could still stay in the good graces yeah. of singer and the other people mm. if you would in turn go get other boys to bring back. Then you were allowed oh. to still stay at the party and in the good graces of... That's just sick. Um, yeah, and so like you said, there's there's back and forth. Some were um, accused of rape, full-out rape, yeah. and then others just sexually assaulted, kind of a like, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean... Ugh, it's just I, crazy. Like, I mean, like you said, he the people stray away from it for so long until it becomes, like, a huge message, a huge social issue. I yeah. mean, people have been saying stuff about Kevin Spacey and Weinstein forever. For all these years, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so, it's like, if you hear it once, you have to question, yeah. well, it's, maybe it's not true, he seems like a really good guy. Exactly. You hear it twice, you start to wonder. But over and over exactly. and over, you have to start to believe that maybe this is going on, exactly. maybe this is true, and we need to like not exactly. avoid it anymore. Exactly. Well, I mean, just to bring up something else, this is in industry news, but I mean, Michael Jackson, We've the news documentary series is coming out, Yep. And but they're also about to do a life bio musical for him on Broadway. Yeah. Like, that's the exact same thing. You're just shedding, like, throwing shade and not even paying attention, but still glorifying. Right. And, like, at the end of the day, if he was acquitted in a court of law, like the only person that can judge him is God. But like, it's still like, what the right. hell? Right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I guess we can skip to that right now with the documentary and everything. Apparently, 
the the people in the documentary with this are the two young boys who, if you're familiar with this case, initially defended him, yeah. saying that it wasn't true. Yeah. And all the way up, even when through the trial and when they had the, you know, the pictures of his penis, you know, mm-hmm. as evidence and yeah. all this, we're still trying to defend him and say, yeah. but now as adults have come back in this documentary and say, after time, yeah. after recollection, at now being an adult, working through the trauma with you know, counselors. This was and, and abuse. Yeah. This was abuse. Yeah. We realize now what did happen. Because sometimes you can't identify it right. when you're, you're not old enough uh, yeah, exactly. to understand. Like, you're very confused by the situation. If he's treating you good, like, you're just like, okay, right. he's being nice. And so people are people, and now people are obviously hammering the documentary yeah. saying they're out to get money because they defended him before, and now right. they're saying they're accusing him. Yeah. It's like, you have to believe that it probably happened, and like JLo said, you know, you reach a certain age where you you can, oh shit, yeah, this was abuse, and it's exactly. not okay, and so you got to kind of look at that. And yeah. I feel, by the way, one to finish up with, um, Brian Singer, as everybody knows, his next project is another big screen adaptation of uh, Red Sonia, mm-hmm. uh, Conan. Yeah. female, you know, uh, person, and uh, they recently announced that they will not in light of the new allegations, remove him from the film. Oh, wow. They're moving forward wow. with... And well, so, I mean, we want to talk a little bit about the timing of these allegations too, right? I yeah. I mean, his films just got nominated for Oscars. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, he was the director on Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, and there was controversy there. Apparently him and Rami Malek gotten some heated discussions yeah, and some like heated blowouts. Things thrown across the room. And, and like, um, he left. Brian Singer left at one point, was replaced by another director. And then then there was all kinds of questions yeah. about he left for a sick family member yeah. and then to deal with his own health issues. Yeah. And then the studio denied that, but then kind of said, okay, that was the reason. But yeah. regardless of all that, he is the sole director credited right. on the film even yeah. though somebody else came in and finished yeah. it. Yeah. Do we even know who that is? Like does anybody know who that uh, is? Uh yeah, you know they announced that the other day. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, maybe next week's show we'll let you know right. who that was. Yeah. Um but, yeah, but, it's just it's interesting timing because I mean we gotta we gotta play both sides, you know? We gotta right. play devil's advocate right. every once in a while. So I mean it's interesting timing for these allegations and to Singer come out. made a statement implying just that. Yeah, if these are this isn't true. I'm tired of all this, and isn't it questionable that they drop it right after the film is nominated right. for an Academy Award? Yeah. And yeah, it, it is questionable. Yeah, seriously. Well, let's get out of this dark corner now and let's <laughs> uh, bring some more light. This is really cool. The Sopranos has cast Michael Gandolfini. Yep. Gandolfini. Gandolfini as Tony for this. Are for the young version of Tony in the prequel film. This is so cool because it's the son of the original actor. Yeah, yeah. That's so epic. James Gandolfini's actual son. Yeah. Um. Apparently, they did like a nationwide search. Mm-hmm. They were trying to cast either an unknown or an established actor. They yeah. went through all kinds. And it just turns out, happens to be that James's own son yeah. is the best guy. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so cool when things like that happen. Like, yeah. I mean, with Ice Cube's son and NWA, like he was just the best for the job. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's what we preach every week if you're the best for the job you should get the role no matter what so. And I mean, he does look like his dad. Yeah, I, mean, it's, exactly. I can totally see him as a young a soprano, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and oh, excuse me, I'm really excited about this because they just been rolling with this. They announced that um, uh, 
uh, Vera Farmiga and John Bernthal are yeah. attached. Oh, oh my wow. God, Bernthal. Yeah, Bernthal. I mean, come on, a yeah. Sopranos prequel Freaking. with He's John a Bernthal. Gangster, bro. Like, I mean, like, come on. Hell yeah. You just want to know that is the skull going to come out? Is he going to shoot the Sopranos? Right. Is he going to go all Punisher? I don't <laughs> like, know. Let Frank be Frank. <laughs> That's right. Oh my goodness. Take down bad people. Oh, oh So funny. Well, some more awesome news. Michael B. Jordan signs a first look deal with Warner Brothers. Hanging the shingle, man. Yeah. I mean, every creator's dream just to hang your shingle on like a legendary lot and just create projects. And have him. a production deal, yeah. yeah. I mean, and can I just say, great choice to replace Brett Ratner. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, you know, as you guys know, they kind of just like finished that out. Yeah. You know, bought the Rat Pack uh, twenty three uh, or uh, Rat Dune Dune Rat, whatever the hell whatever Brett it is. Ratner's company was called there. <laughs> um, and you know, bought the library and kind of ended that whole association. Yeah. Also, you know, back to the whole Me Too accusations yeah. again. See? But Michael B. Jordan, a solid stand up. Great guy, yeah. Who's a brilliant actor, yeah, and appears to be ready to show he's a brilliant filmmaker, yeah, exactly. And I can't think of a better guy to get a deal, yeah. And I can't wait to see what he comes out with. Hell yeah! I mean, I mean Fahrenheit, be... Fahrenheit four fifty one was really good. I think that was his first one producing on. I don't right. something like that, but right. yeah. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. Well, and he's real tight with Ryan Coogler, and I feel yeah. like he's probably learned a lot from Ryan Coogler yeah, exactly. behind the scenes, and yeah, maybe maybe we see you know, yeah, they were on a uh, Fruitvale station together, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, and so maybe we. See uh you know michael b uh direct yeah i mean but uh, maybe they're the new like johnny depp tim burton like, uh, i know? i think so i yeah. th- well i mean i've heard michael b jordan say in the past that anytime ryan calls he would go yeah definitely. i mean they, there's that's just really a, cool. a great collaboration there and it seems to work every time yeah so that's awesome yeah it's awesome but now let's switch it up to tv a little bit the most demanded series in 2018 was stranger things and the walking dead accord According to Parrot Analytics, this is very interesting because, I mean, we say, almost, not every week, but almost a lot of the time on the podcast that Walking Dead ratings keep dropping. Yeah, and yet there yeah, it is. It's the, the most, most demanded. demanded. And what? Stranger Things, I think, is interesting because it's like you see it, it's popular for, I don't know, maybe three months, and then like it dies down and takes like two years to make it again. Right, so, right. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I, well, and... We should clarify, though. I guess it's fair to say, while The Walking Dead has consistently dropped in the ratings from season to season, yeah. it still handily wins its night and is number one by a landslide mm. on Sunday nights. Yeah. So while it is consistently dropping, it still leaps and bounds higher in the ratings than anything else. Yeah. So, uh, and then following up on that, they did another study of the most uh, watched or in demand streaming show yeah and you would think it would be something on netflix yeah. right but no uh the most demand animated series is currently on the dc universe streaming yeah. service and it's um young justice the mm. outsiders and for anybody who knows young justice used to air on the cartoon network yeah and they ran for a couple seasons it got canceled and the third season had long been rumored mm-hmm. it was a huge hit it's kind of like think teen titans um but not yeah. it, it's all the younger versions, yeah. the mascots or whatever, and they call themselves Young Justice. Yeah. But it's got Robin and Kid Flash and all the That's all cool. the young people. But it's also got all the mentors in it, yeah. all, all the Justice League in yeah. it. 
But anyway, it was it long rumored for a third season, and then they announced they would be moving forward with the third season, mm-hmm. and that it was going to drop on DC's new streaming yeah. service. Well, apparently, it's kicking ass. That's awesome. Um, it finished just ahead of the live action Titans yeah. series, which, which is, is also huge. kicking ass yeah. on DC Universe. Oh my god, so many things! <laughs> but they just announced today Deathstroke and Ravager and Jericho were yeah. going to be on that next That's season. Crazy. And can I do a spoiler? Do can it. I do, do a spoiler? It. If you watch the end of season one. Superboy Connor Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be next season apparently also. That's oh, exciting as Hell shit. Yeah. And that plays in because he's also in Young Justice. So there you go. Um anyway, it edged out other ones like Daredevil and, and Punisher oh, and wow. all the other streams. So yeah. kicking ass, man. People yeah. wanted to see this. I wonder if pe- there's been some resistance against watching the new Punisher season just because people think it's gonna get canceled. Um well I don't know. I, you know, they just released some numbers yesterday and said that it had a forty percent drop from its opening weekend yeah. season one to season two. Interesting. That said, it suffered a far less drop than all of the other shows, including yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. So they felt like that's they're they're it's solid. Yeah. They they like it. That's good. So um yeah, but you would have to think that it took a hit because people think it's gonna be yeah. canceled. Exactly. I mean, I mean you would think you would think I mean, yeah, and to give another little tease, we're gonna have someone from the season two of Punisher come on the show. Oh that's my gonna gosh. be really yeah, fun. and he's also season all the seasons of Daredevil yeah. and Jessica Jones. That's a tease. If you can figure out well, who we're we, talking we about. we actually have two then. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh <laughs> I was talking about the other one. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, we have two. Oh, my gosh. We have two coming yeah. up. Like, we have lots of superhero people coming on uh, the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I Guys. mean, we, 1984 Wonder Woman, like, just giving a little teasers right now. Oh, Might yeah. as well. Well, let's just go ahead and say the next, mo- and uh, my favorite. Uh, Alita Battle Angel mm. sticking with the whole thing. We got uh, Mr. Uh, fuck it, I'm just saying this one. Mr. Sam Medina is returning. Yes, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> so excited. The guy now. that always dies in movies. That's right. But anyway, guys, over the next month or so, we have so many amazing guests yes. coming on the show. You're definitely, and wait till you hear today's guest. We'll yeah. about today's day. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of superheroes still. Speaking of superheroes still, Ryan Reynolds says there will be a Deadpool 3. This is very interesting. Yeah. Because, like, I thought they were just going to go forward with like the x-force and cable and all that yeah so so. and he says he's already at work on it yeah writing it and that it will be radically different from the first two i mean do you think it has to be radically different because it's disney i don't i don't know because Iger, the ceo for uh disney robert Iger, um has said that he's contemplating and seriously thinking about moving forward with a marvel r mm-hmm. division as he oh, calls wow. it yeah so that would be awesome it's four things like logan and deadpool mm-hmm. and maybe now they're even talking about uh black widow being the first mcu yeah. r movie that'd be crazy um i like this idea yeah if you're gonna incorporate deadpool and and the x-men and logan into the mcu which they've already said they intend wholeheartedly to yeah. do having an r division of the mcu where you can keep these characters the way they were meant to be yeah. is a great idea yeah and i think Iger should, and kevin feige would mark Marvel Studios absolutely should do that. Hell yeah. I mean, don't make just the saying, mistake just of saying. making them. Yeah. <laughs> now this next one, I just think Channing Tatum just wants it made. Gambit, he wants it made so bad that he said he's willing to direct the film. Yeah. Like, we've been talking about this for since probably that we started the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been in talks for at least five years. Yeah. 
Um, and they keep losing directors yeah. and or the timing is wrong with Tatum and he yeah. can't like, but this has been a development hell. Yeah. Like the, it's the epitome of yeah. development hell. Yeah. But yeah, now he says, Hey, I'll direct it. Yeah. I want to star in it. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, fine with that. Just to put it out, get it out there. Yeah. Like, Look, I think, well, and this is interesting now because this falls into now Disney and yeah. the MCU. Yeah. Gambit will be a part of the MCU. Yeah. Um, which really interesting, yeah. but I think he'd be—he's so passionate about the character. Yeah, exactly. I think he's going to be a brilliant exactly. gambit. I, I think mean, that'd be a great uh, Disney original for their streaming service. That's an interesting mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, yeah. Just will saying, they, will it be theatrical or will they move forward and let exactly. let it be a film on the yeah, streaming? Because I mean, if you want to experiment, like I've said before, like with the Star Wars stuff, I mean, if you want to experiment, put it on your streaming service. You don't have to release well, it theatrically. And anybody's familiar with the comic books and Gambit, it's a great story. Yeah, I could totally see Tatum carrying a either limited series or full series. Yeah. Of Gambit. Oh, wow. It's a definite week-to-week storyline. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I guess now you binge them. But, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you could easily do a 13-episode run with Gambit. Yeah. It's such an interesting character and yeah. an interesting background. I'd yeah. be all for that. Yeah, that'd be epic. So, I mean, we'll see well, how that Well, maybe that's thinks. the direction. Yeah. Let's get it out of development hell. Let's forget the theatrical movie and yeah. make it a series on yeah. Disney's streaming. Exactly. It's I a mean, good idea. I mean, we shall see. We shall see. But, of course, as we said, we'll report on Netflix. American Son, which is a musical, is now coming to Netflix with Kerry Washington and the original Broadway cast. Uh, they're really looking to fill content, man. They are really I was looking, looking on there last night. They have some pretty good movies on there. They do. Like, yeah. They do. So, I mean, they're just trying. And they predicted this. They yeah, know they, this is happening. Yeah, they knew. Seven years ago, as they said, we, yeah. we saw this coming. We're prepared. Exactly. Um, okay, and so... As we talked about at the top of the industry news, 15 Academy Award nominations. Yes. Let's remember that all of the other studios, and especially the theater chains, the exhibitors, nobody wanted to recognize Netflix as a legit player in the film industry. Because they're a streamer. They're TV. They're streaming service. They don't make films. They're not a studio. And their argument was that they never could win an Oscar. Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? 15, 15 nominations. Even if they don't get Best Picture, yeah. likely going to get a Oscar exactly. out of those 15 nominations. Exactly. And, by the way, they own some theater chains. Mm-hmm. And, just announced, they are now the newest member of the Motion Picture Association of America. Yes, well now, deserved. Now, that's a group yeah. that is comprised of six other members mm-hmm. who are all film studios. Yep. Disney. 20th Century Fox, although they're merging, so that'll just be one. But Paramount, all the biggies. You own a theater chain, you got nominated for 15 Academy Awards, and you're a member of the Motion Picture Association. Newsflash, people, they're a film studio. Yeah. Netflix is now a film studio. Exactly. And I don't care what anybody wants to argue, they are now legitimately a film studio. Exactly. Especially, I mean, they got that space out in Santa Fe now. Yeah, they bought two sound stages and studios out in Santa Fe. Yep. They're building, currently building one in LA also. Yep. They're for real, guys. Exactly. And, I mean, Disney, 17 total Academy Award nominations, mm-hmm. Netflix, 15. Mm-hmm. We've said this time in and time out on this show every week. The battle. They are the two battling for dominance yes. in Hollywood. And if there was any question about that, that was answered during the nominations yeah honestly. i mean there's your two biggies yeah now there are some people though that just refuse to accept this i know petty people petty yeah people uh amc and regal two of the largest theater chains in the country yeah refuse as you guys know after they announce the academy award nominations most of the time they re 
uh, put the films back in theaters yeah. for people to watch so that you can, yeah. in case you didn't see it. I saw it, it happen with Black Huntsman, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but AMC and Regal refusing to show Roma mm. will not include it in their Oscar uh, previews um, because they just won't acknowledge that Netflix yeah. is legit. Yeah. As you guys know, they 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 go back and forth yeah. with Netflix all the time because they don't want films released on the same day yeah. that they're in the theater. They must be talking to Spielberg. <laughs> Apparently, Spielberg not so happy. Yeah. What does Spielberg... Steve, no. come on and tell us what you think yes. about those 15 Academy Award nominations. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's hard to ignore them I, now, it Steve. It is, bro. I'm just saying. Hard to ignore them. I'm just saying. Steve, not a fan. Doesn't think they're a studio. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, news we broke last week that NBC was going to start its own streaming service. Well, it, apparently, it's going to start in the beginning of 2020. So, yeah. that I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, we have no other, like... We don't know when Apple's coming out with theirs. We know they are, but we don't know when. Right. We don't. We've heard about Walmart streaming service. We've heard about freaking Warner Brothers or Warner Media streaming service. My bad. Uh, but we, they don't. They haven't had a date. But it looks like NBC has a date, and this is the free streaming. Site, right. Guys. And they've got a plan because they also announced this week that they plan on targeting individuals who don't need Netflix. Yeah. Um, and and when you read read deeper into it, what they were saying is is that there's a lot of content out there that people can find in numerous mm-hmm. places and not necessarily have to have Netflix. And that's who they're going to be targeting. They're yeah. going to lure them by the fact that it's free mm-hmm. and then they're going to have their own NBC, you know, universal content. Yeah. And then shows that are available everywhere yeah um and that's how they plan on doing it and yeah. then they've also announced that they've got a budget for like a bunch of original content that they plan on putting on there as well yeah so it'd be really interesting maybe like hallmark-esque maybe i mean, I mean you know? maybe maybe yeah, hallmark be, kicking ass exactly you know? i, I mean, wouldn't i wouldn't doubt like copying that success yeah. i would i mean why not hallmark is a free channel and it caters to a very specific audience exactly and they are just raking in the dough yeah and they are popular <laughs> like all yeah. get out when do you so, think hallmark will make their own streaming service oh they have one really yeah oh, they, they have an on-demand Slacking. hallmark channel that nice. you can like watch you search and watch any hallmark movie you want damn yep go hallmark. even got an app for it yeah like yeah how yeah. crazy is that do you, but do you think hallmark would uh air medical marijuana advertisements oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, isn't it legal in Canada too? Uh, it is. I mean, they just put Fully. it in coke. Yeah. I mean, they like literally. Yeah. They're just, there's going to be marijuana coke. Yeah. In so yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. <laughs> they shoot almost everything in Vancouver. So <laughs> me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and everybody that was in them comes from California. So yeah. You're in Vancouver. You're from California. I feel like yeah, they'd show a marijuana <laughs> ad. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Now this was a segue. <laughs> Bill to Abbott's the next calling topic. right now. Hold right, on. He's like, like he's, no, hey, no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, but it just we came out. We do not know this, yeah. guys. Uh, do, don't listen to us. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but it was just a segue to the next topic. That's right. uh, it was uh, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Uh, CBS denies airing a medical marijuana f- benefits commercial. The Super Bowl spokesperson said CBS does not accept medical marijuana advertising at this time. So. When when's it going to be appropriate? When it's legal everywhere, and then they're going to be like, "Yes, please advertise for us." Yeah, Do you th- I yeah. I hope these people remember this. Yeah, and like, no, fuck you, you're not taking my advertisement. Yeah, it, it's an interesting debate because what is it now? The two thirds of the states. It's like twenty legalized in some sort of capacity. Right. So you're you're looking at more than half of the states in this country have legalized marijuana, either recreational and medicinal, yeah. or medicinal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, and I feel like when they start collecting the tax revenue off the medicinal, they're, they're going to go like, ahead oh, and shit. do the recreational exactly. as well. I feel like, and come on, we know we know this is a debate talker here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, let us know what you think. But I just feel like the entire country is moving towards, they're going to legalize exactly. it officially. Now, this is the tricky part. And I think this is why the NFL balked a little bit. Because while all of these states are legalizing it, it's still federally against the law. So if you're busted by a federal officer in that state where it's legal, you're you're still still being arrested. You're still fucked because it's still against the law federally. Um, which yeah, just I, mm, I don't, really I don't know. Make any sense? Um, I, I just really do feel like anybody who's running for office in 2020, yeah, I feel like that needs to be something that's exactly. on the platform and looked at because in the states that have passed it, the mm-hmm. revenue generated, yeah, the things they're able to do with uh, infrastructure and fixing roads, yeah. money that's been donated to education, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a huge tax exactly. revenue uh, generator mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I don't know, man. Not, let us know what you think. Yeah, you know, I mean, seriously. so I, yeah. I, it's into, and maybe, you know, like you said, down the line, CBS or any of the people broadcasting Super Bowl rethink it. Yeah. I mean, I exactly. don't know. Exactly. I mean, we shall see. We shall see. But man, good industry news. Good. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Now it is time for our guest segment this week, just building that relationship again and again and again between ourselves and America 2.0. We got the composer, Antonio Lapore coming on. He's done other things such as The Lookout and Dark Secrets. Just a few things, just a few things, just to name drop a little bit. But very excited to have him on, just Hell to get yeah. inside of his head, like, what like makes you think of the music when you think of a certain scene like do you just start reading the script and then plan it so it's going to be fun to talk to him about yeah it. the whole process about what goes into you know i mean we we always talk above the line people actors in front of the camera and stuff but we love to go behind the camera yeah. too and you know the whole the whole thing definitely and uh yeah this is gonna be an exciting one Hell so yeah. all right i think here he is check check hello Hello. Hey, hey Antonio. Man. What's up, man? Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, you know, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, welcome officially inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Yes, definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, we are so excited to have you on. I mean, as all of our listeners know, I'm sure by now, we just absolutely love America 2.0. Yeah. Huge fans. And so we we are always excited to have people involved with that on the show. Uh, first of all, congratulations, like we said, to everybody involved. Just hugely successful. Uh, we could not be more happy for you guys with that. So congratulations on that, yeah, man. Yeah, seriously. Uh, thank Thank you so much, and thank you guys for all the love that you have shown for the podcast. It really means a lot uh, to everyone involved in the project, you know, and uh, I talked to JS all about it, like how cool you guys were <laughs> about tweeting everything, so thank you for that. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, man, and ditto. You guys have just been amazing for us as well, um, and we appreciate all the support and all the kind words you have for us, so... Oh uh, yeah. So as you know, I mean, this is all just conversational. Uh, it's me and Logan today, Dustin and Logan today. So, um, and you know, just very conversational sitting around the table, having a good time. Um, we have a lot of listeners who are trying to break into the industry or are just getting started in the industry. And so one of the things we really like with our guests is, you know, to, to get a little bit of background and how you got involved in it and, and just kind of go from there. And then we'll talk about projects that you're working on and have worked on and just kind of have a good time. All right. Nice. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess first question is. How did you get into film composing and television composing? Was it something you always wanted to do? Was music part of your background? Or let's talk a little bit about how you got into it. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, music, yeah, was always like a big part of my life. Um, you know, growing up, I was a, a guitar player and I played in a lot of different bands, uh, especially rock bands. I really like doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then I, I went to college, uh, to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And uh, I remember taking a class called Intro to Film Scoring. And, you know, it just totally blew my mind because I always loved movies and I would always watch them. And, uh, you know, I was very passionate about music and taking that class, it was like, hey, you know, I could put my two loves together and, you know, actually do this full time. And that's where the spark kind of started. And then from there, it just kind of exploded, especially when I moved to Los Angeles. Um, You know, I got here. I was really fresh. I didn't know anyone. So I was like, hey, let me get an internship. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, So, you know, you start meeting some people and I ended up working for Marty Katz. Oh, awesome. uh, through him, it really, you know, that really, like, gave me a big insight into the industry and how things work, and, you know, just a great experience from there, and then after Marty's, when I met JS, and, you know, uh, you just keep working and working, and, you know, up until now. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We seem to have a trend going on with all of our guests. It seems like it's about who you know, especially if it's a good person in the industry. It's about who you know to work your way up to other projects and things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, you know, a bit Part of it, I think, is like understanding how the process works. Yeah, definitely. With music, we are talking post-production. Yes. Uh, You know, know, if you're a screenwriter, I mean, that's like the very beginning. Um, So it's just like understanding that kind of thing. And Marty was really awesome about sharing all that knowledge. And through him, I had the opportunity to talk to like more seasoned composers as Mm -hmm. well. Um, That really helped me like shape my craft and like how to approach a project and how to go about talking to a director about it. Um, So... Yeah, you know, it's like the more you know, like the better off you are, I think. Absolutely. And it's always good. It's a really important point that you bring up. You know, it's always good to associate yourself with people who want to show you, who want, when they see that you have an interest and want to learn more and know more, that you have these seasoned people that will sit and show you, hey, come look behind the camera or come check this out on the editing or, or like you with the music and this is how you approach. I think that's so important to let people out there know that there are people in the industry that will guide you if you show an interest and, and that's, you show a passion. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, that's totally right. And, you know, that's how you get things started. Uh, Marty, you know, I want to tell you this one story just to show you, like, how, you know, like, if you've worked really hard and, like, just, like, follow your passion, like, it can really, like, open doors for you. But uh, with through Marty, I was able to, like, have a, a lunch with uh, Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, a lot of people know. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty big. Um, but... It, you know, it was awesome. This was like 10 years ago. I doubt Mr. Giacchino even remembers me now. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were talking and, you know, I was going on and on about music and, you know, I was excited and all that. And then in just the most awesome way possible, you know, he tells me, you know, but don't forget about the project. It's about the movie, you know, right. that's like when it like <laughs> clicked for me, you know, I was like, yeah. oh my God, right. It's a collaborative effort and yeah. we all have to work together. And yeah, you know, I just like the way, you know, he thinks about story and stuff. It really you know, helped out. So that goes with your point that if you show passion, people are willing to guide you and give you advice on, you know, how to be better about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and like you said, then you met up with JS Mayank, obviously for America 2.0 and Someday, which we'll talk about Someday in a little bit Mm -hmm. because, wow, it's rocking the festival circuit. Um, Yeah. So, uh, but so let's talk about the, the how the process works. Like you said, the collaboration, and, and it, you know, it is about the film in, in the end. How does the whole process start? Is it in post production? The director approaches you, and you, do you get to see the 
dailies or do you wait for the final cut? Or, I mean, how does your process as the composer start? Yeah, no, so, uh, so you know, because of technology, so much has changed uh, in like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually a composer does come into a project in the post-production phase and the director by then either has like a first assemble, he might have, you know, some dailies. And if you're lucky, you know, the project is a little bit more along and it's like, okay, we have pretty much where we want to be. Let's start putting music and see if we can trim it down or extend scenes, Um, you know, things of that sort. Because the film is constantly changing. That's the other thing about it, right up up until the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's a very (laughs) hectic process in post-production because everyone's (laughs) trying to get it done, get it done. So I noticed early on, I was like, you know, if I can talk to directors and tell them, hey, how about I start like composing ideas very early on in the process, let's mm-hmm. say even pre-production where we can just bounce ideas off each other. Right. Uh, then by the time we get to post-production, we can massage those musical ideas to work with the picture. Um, so that's kind of been my approach lately is like writing everything way beforehand and going mm-hmm. back and forth. And then by the time post comes around, we have about three, four hours of music that we can play with, with yeah. the picture. Oh, nice. Now, is it different with a podcast other than like a film and television? Like, do you <laughs> like do you listen to it first and then be like, okay, I want this to come in here and I want this to come in here? Like, how does that work? If is it different with a podcast or? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, actually, America Two Point is the fir- first podcast I ever worked. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so it, that was interesting. But um, <laughs> America Two Point because JS is. I mean, just such a visionary. He really is. It comes to things. Yeah. The process was literally like, hey, Ant, can you write this, like, theme for this podcast that's like, the note was, Stranger Things meets the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So that was the note. I was like, okay, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, So then, you know, we started talking about story and character. Mm -hmm. And I mean... The world JS has built, the characters, they just, even reading it on the page, they just jump out at you. Yeah, it's seriously. It's really incredible. Um, so when we were talking about the theme, it's like, okay, the opening theme for 2.0, it has to encapsulate all this stuff. Yeah. How do I do that, you know? Um, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, so Seth is an underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'll try to keep this spoiler free. I won't, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, he's an underdog, right? Right. Um, so I was thinking, okay, in this crazy environment, this underdog has to go through. Okay, so I was like, the environment, how about we make that what's called an ostinato? And that's what the first things you hear, that dun 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 uh, that rhythm. And I was like, okay, right. that'll be like the environment. And the chords that I'm using there are not major or minor, so I'm not painting it dark or bright. It's kind of just like there. And then I was like, okay, then Seth comes in and you know, he's majestic, but let's use a French horn for that. And mm-hmm. what I'll do is like, I'll start from the lowest register and move all the way up so that you can see the journey that Seth is taking. Yeah. And then by the end, it's like all the high notes, you know? Yeah. It was really awesome because it re- you could really feel through the music where he was at in the story. Like I really enjoyed it because yeah. it just through the, cause I'm a music guy myself, so I completely oh, understand. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, I would say that ride is the perfect description because I mean Seth takes a little bit of a roller coaster throughout the yeah. throughout the series. Yeah. You know, he hits some highs and lows, and just when you think it's not so good, it's good. And so you do it. And the theme song is is brilliant. I mean just I brilliant. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it I, I think it just captures everything right off the bat. 
coming into it like you i think you get all of the political feel mm-hmm. but then you also get the drama to it yeah. and, and you understand that this is kind of something special and i mean just because i mean the theme is the first thing that grabs you right. and he wants to hold the attention and i think you just i mean js has said this spencer has said this everybody we've talked to about it has said you just nailed it i mean yeah you just get so inspired the second you hear the theme song you gotta listen to it and i want it as a ringtone i'll be honest yeah. I mean, it's like fantastic <laughs> Oh. It's like if we can work that out somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. So congratulations on that, man. Actually, over the holiday break, we had a Christmas version of it that you could download from the website. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How did I miss that? Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I tell you, though, I, I mean, fingers crossed, because I know all of us here, and we've said it countless times, and I know that all of our listeners and probably just all over the world agree, we want a second season. Uh, at the very least, and we're hoping for, you know, a television. I mean, yeah, I, I can only imagine what you would do every week with the television series, and 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 it would just be amazing. Yeah, um, I mean, we see JS in studios every day, like in offices every day, <laughs> taking meetings. Seriously, like, man, his work ethic is amazing. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, it really is. But we're really, I mean, seriously pulling for you guys. We hope that happens, and we're just going to continue to promote America 2.0 as much as we can because we really want that to happen for you guys. We think you guys have earned it and deserve it, and very best for that. Um, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, I wanted to share with you guys, um, I don't know if you could tell, but like in the podcast itself, there are moments where there's a lot of music. Like We didn't really tell listeners. We kind of just wanted people to go into the podcast, but... Um, for example, there's uh, one episode where you hear like an opera scene. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I wrote the cue for that. <laughs> so nice. All throughout the show, there's all these like random uh, cues that JS asked me to do that we've inserted in there to make it feel like you're in that world. Yeah. Absolutely. Scoring it necessarily, but we put music in there. Yeah. So just wanted to share that with you guys. Oh yeah, no, it's a brilliant point because yeah, you know, it, it's as they say, it's for your ears because it's, it's yeah. all listening. And you're so right. I mean, everything from your score to the music inserts to to the, all of the sound editing, really, from the footsteps to the plane to the. I mean, it was a brilliant job of yeah, of the mix was just fantastic. Yeah. You really did feel like, especially if you were kicked back listening with the eyes closed, you could really find yourself in that world. Yeah. Yeah, you can imagine, you can yeah. see it, literally. Literally. So, brilliant job by everybody involved. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, let's talk about, not, you, you know, you've had some big stuff, man. I, I was looking at the resume, and I really impressive. I mean, you, you're talking Wahlburgers, and I was like, no, ride with Norman Reedus. I think as soon as we say ride with Norman Reedus, everybody goes crazy. All right, hell uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> just a little bit popular show. Uh, so, talk about that. I mean, how, how does that all work? Do you, do you have a company that you, you know, you put out and say, hey, I'll do it for this or this? Or how does that work? How do they approach you for television shows like that yeah uh, so i mean the way that happened um believe it or not i was just like tapped on the shoulder by a post-production house oh nice uh, you, know, you know i knew some people that were working there and stuff and yeah you know we were just talking and they said why don't you put like just a bunch of music together so i think i did something like 20 or 30 pieces of music and i gave it to them as a package and they just everyone's been placing it on all these like different shows and yeah. all these things um which, you know, surprised me. I was like, wow, you know, like, <laughs> that's really, like, picking up a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting that recognition. So, yeah, you know, it, it's pretty cool. So, you know, in TV writing, especially for shows like that, is very different from, like, a podcast or, like, a feature yeah, film. So, yeah. it was, uh, you know, nice to do that. I might do more of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on time and stuff. But, right. 
yeah, that <laughs> that was a lot of fun to do. You know, it just a happy surprise. But yeah, it was just very natural. I wasn't even like looking for that necessarily. So, oh, yeah. that's that's a great story. Yeah, how it, it just kind of fell in. Yeah, like, like it's always the best when it kind of just falls in your lap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you deliver. That's yeah, the thing. Because exactly. I mean, how many times does it fall in the lap and you just can't get it? But you delivered, and it's fantastic. And I mean, it, it, like I said, the resume is impressive. It honestly is. Um. Let's talk about, though, I'm really excited about this. We're going to have uh, Catherine Castro on mm-hmm. uh, soon. And so I'm really excited about Someday. Um, if Let's tell the fans a little bit about that and the listeners out there a little bit about that. That's a short film that you collaborated with uh, JS on, correct? Yeah, I worked with him on that, yes. Yep. And, uh, it, I mean, it stars Catherine Castro. And it's it, basically about these two people who meet on an airplane, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and kind of like destiny takes hold and plays out. Yeah, I mean, so I don't want to give too much away because I know it's still on the film festival circuit, and and but it, it's winning all kinds of awards. It just saw uh, which one was it now that just recently made a finalist, right? It made the cut for the yeah, finalist. Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. Yeah. So oh, nice. it's been rocking and rolling. And the trailer, you, you got to go watch the trailer if you haven't seen it, guys and gals. Go go watch the trailer for it. Um, and we'll post a link for it so that everybody can find it. Um, oh, yeah. it's just this amazing concept of these two people you, you know the the chance meeting on a plane and how it all plays out yeah. it, it's like so this is heavy man so how, how do you even approach like i can't okay stranger things meets west wing what's the someday pitch right, like, like you know <laughs> two people meet on a plane where, where, where's his elevator pitch for that oh man uh, that one was because <laughs> it's funny uh, when i was talking to jess about it even he said he's like i don't know what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so we tried a lot of different ideas and, you know, funny with that one, actually, um, what you hear in the movie, I actually wrote from the script. Oh, nice. No. Um, yeah, this was so, cause JS has sent me the script and said, you know, I really like this short film, you mm-hmm. know, what do you think? And I read through it and I was like, wow, you know, this is really powerful. Yeah. Like, this is like amazing. And then, you know, it, it got to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to make it and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll just like write out a couple of ideas and I did that, and then, like, I think, like, a year might have gone by or mm-hmm. something like that, and then he's like, hey, you know, we're shooting someday soon, you know, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll write more ideas, so yeah. I sent him new music, but he's like, it's not working, and then, you know, he told me, he's like, wait a minute, you had, like, older music, so he pulls that out, and he's like, oh my god, this is it, it's right here. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so then it's like, we just kind of put it against the picture, you know, started feeling the scenes out, and then yeah. right. extended certain cues, you know, mm-hmm. trimmed some stuff, and... So that's how that one came about. That was very uh, flowy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. definitely. Flowed, you know. <laughs> well, that's 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 interesting. That I mean, because that's not a normal process, right? To actually start to write the music from the script. I, I mean, yeah, that. No, it's not. Yeah. So that I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, powerful was a good word because even just watching the trailer, you get this sense of how powerful and moving this film yeah. is. So that that that's an excellent description for it. And I can't wait because, like, like I said, when it's available after it's off the circuit and it's out there, we can't. I, I'd love to have you back on. Yes, yeah, and maybe the maybe all you guys, JSU, Catherine, everybody, ain't back on to talk about it because I think it's just going to do huge. I mean, it, it's a brilliant little film, and I just think it's it's fantastic. Um, yeah. So no, how? It definitely is, and the actors like Catherine and Chris. I mean, they just knocked it out of the ballpark. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like, you watch the movie; you just really connect with them. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, okay, how, because like I said, we got a lot of people that aren't familiar with with below the line and, and post-production and how everything works, you know, behind the camera. What, how do you go in? Because I, I think everybody sees these these YouTube videos of John Williams and yeah. these giant orchestras <laughs> in front of the screen yeah. kind of doing that. What What's what's the problem? I mean, do you do a lot of it on the computer? Do you have some instruments that you, that you actually play singly and put in or how what's your process how do you compose it yeah uh so it's a mixture of all that actually um i do uh have a computer and i work in a you know with a lot of like different virtual libraries mm-hmm. for orchestras and you know things of sort mm-hmm. um and i also play guitar nice um, so anytime like i gotta do guitar like i'll always do that myself but also when you start using effects and tools in the production process you can alter the sound of, the, of a guitar to make it more droney, more like yeah. a pad. And you start creating all these interesting textures. So what I try to do is play as much guitar as possible to give it an organic feel mm-hmm. at the orchestra virtually. And uh, then, you know, I'll do like any kind of sound design, even like a chair squeaking. It's like I can record that yeah. and manipulate the sound to make it more synthetic or, you know, give it like a certain kind of feel. Right. Yeah. So it, it's really... Uh, we're at a point now where it's like you can do anything you want. Your imagination is your only limitation. Yeah, because uh, it's just incredible the the tools we have. And then once all that is done, I'll put it to picture. And once I get the thumbs up from the director, it's like, yep, that's it. It's locked. Uh, I'll try to record a real orchestra, real yeah. string players. You know, as many real things as possible. Right, depending right. On the budget, you know, and right. things. Oh, that, okay. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's so, super epic. Yeah, and then so you've been at it a while. Uh, I mean, and kind of, I'm guessing, gone through the whole transition of film to digital. And do, do you like the idea of going to digital? Does that make your job as like the 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 process that you just described easier? Or or what are your what's your thought on that? Uh, for me, yeah, digital definitely <laughs> uh, makes the process so much easier. I mean, from a music standpoint, because. Especially for music, because back in the day, when you were pitching music to a director, mm-hmm. all you had was a piano. So right. You, you know, you're playing the piano, you're like, and this is where the strings come in. And yeah. This is where the brass comes in. <laughs> right. It's a lot of imagining things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a, that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but now, it, you know, even with JS, like I can send them and I'll tell them like, hey, here's just like a rough demo I put together, you know, in a few hours. Is this in the right direction? And he can like take a listen and say, yeah, you know, like fix up the string section, but yeah. you know, that sounds great. That's, so already I can have quicker feedback. Mm-hmm. Right. I can already like start painting the picture of, you know, what he's thinking. Yeah. Well, and uh, I guess too, in that same sense, if he's already shooting and you're sending, he can put it to picture roughly and see if it, I yeah. mean, cause it, in the whole digital process, he could just take yours, put it right into the timeline and put it to picture to see. I mean, I got to imagine that's a whole lot easier. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it really, yeah, it speeds things up a lot. So then it's just, okay. Like that's, that's why I like to start working earlier in the process now, because I know they can do that. So it's like, okay, let me give you as many variations as yeah. I can and as many ideas as I can so that you can have the freedom to do what you want with it. Right. Um, so how involved, how, in, do you get a set of the storyboards? Does that help you kind of guide along with like, uh, like where he's going picture wise to help you kind of push the, the, the score along? Or do you just strictly go from, this is what the premise is. This is what the script is. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, with, with JS particularly, like, I mean, we just talked for hours and mm-hmm. hours about story, character, yeah. um, 
even before he writes the script, sometimes he'll say, you know, I have this crazy idea, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or he'll just say, I have this crazy script. You want to take a look at it? And, you know, after we do that, we just literally talk about like everything and anything to do with the story and yeah. the characters. And when we start trying to integrate the music to it, we'll start talking like, well, what's the emotion that we want the audience to feel? Mm-hmm. Is the music speaking for a specific right. character? Is it speaking for the situation? Uh, do we want like a theme that goes throughout the whole project? Do mm-hmm. we want like just lay motifs, like everyone gets a theme? So you know, by just like talking about it, yeah. right? It it kind of all just like comes together. Like you get a pretty good sense of like what the director is looking for, yeah. And what he wants, and then you can always say like, do you want music that like is more? You know, you can break it down and like, do you want it scary? Do you want it happy? Right, like, right. Do you want strings to be there, like. And you just ask questions. Like, I think part of being a composer, it's like you're writing music, but it's also like kind of being a therapist. Right, (laughs) right. Because you're just trying to like understand like, okay, what's going on What's the feeling? Yeah. That's hilarious. And for anybody who knows, I I can totally, I'm just thinking in my head the whole time you you were saying what you were just saying about JS, because he can talk. Yeah. Like when you say, no, we just talk about everything and he just comes at me. I'm like, I believe that because I just go back to his interview and we're like, so introduce yourself. And eight and a half minutes later, then we got a word in. It's like, yeah, he can talk. Um, so, but how how amazing it because you guys said like you said you've known each other for a while now and you collaborate from project. Isn't it a great thing to be able to have this team that you can just yeah. go from project to project with and you know what you're going to get and you trust yeah. that they you know that you can work together exactly. and have the same vision. That's an amazing thing, yeah, right? Yeah, just to have that open dialogue. Yeah, no, it, it is incredible, and I, I you know I feel really lucky to be able to work with JS and all these things because it, it really is. You know, when you're a kid, like you're playing in your backyard and you're imagining all these things, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we're kind of doing that now. But, you know, I do the music, he writes stories. You right. know, like it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And being able to work with the same people, yeah. you yeah. kind of get accustomed to their style, their, yeah. their flow, the way things come together. And then that's how you start making amazing things, I think, because yeah. your minds all just like connect. Agreed. You know? Uh, agree wholeheartedly i think that's where the magic happens when you find the right group of people and you're all on the same page and you all have the same passion mm-hmm. and you just go for it yeah i think that's when the best stuff happens and you guys are are proving that daily it looks like um i mean t- seriously you guys are, you guys are just amazing so what's what's next well i one more question before we get into what's coming up with uh, with antonio um have you ever have you ever done anything different from just like score or or like inserting music have you done um any engineering sound effects or any kind of other type of sound work in film or is it strictly always been composing and score uh, I actually I have done other things, yeah, like different sounds. Um, I you know earlier on, like years ago, I I would do folly as well, oh, cool. ER sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I am familiar because you know audio is audio. Like once right. you understand, oh, this is how to record. This yeah. Is, you know, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Um, and yeah, but I mean, I don't do that so much right now. Now it's mostly like all about music and just. Uh, yeah, music and creating that world. There you go. That's awesome. awesome. Okay, so what's coming up for Antonio? What you got in the pipe? What's What can we expect? Okay, uh, there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know how much I can talk about. No, right. we, we, we know that. Don't, yeah. don't worry. We understand. We <laughs> understand. That just means uh, we invite you back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, there is one short film that I'm working on right now. It's called Silences. And, um, 
you know, it's another really like terrific story, and it's from a director that JS actually introduced me to. His name is Ohad nice. Amram. Okay. And um, yeah, so I'm working on that right now. It's a drama, and it's just it's really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, uh, I'm you know I'm working with some stuff with JS, uh, and I'm also doing some stuff with Catherine. Oh, uh, fantastic! Castro, so. Yeah. So yeah, you know, there there's actually a lot of stuff in the works, and hopefully in the next few months, you know, we can announce most of these things. There you go. That would be amazing. And I'm hoping that you guys come on and just break it right here on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm that America 2.0 yeah. is getting a second season. Hell yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I want the announcement right here on this show. Um, <laughs> um, seriously, though, we would love to have the three of y'all back, Catherine, you, and JS, on the current stuff you're working on. I mean, that'd be I think that'd be a great show to seriously. have the three of y'all on together. And, uh, that'd be great. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, with all the things that are coming, I'm sure that we can make that happen, right? Absolutely. Well, and you know, the, the ants are coming, man. We're, we're headed to L.A. in May to stay, so it would make it a whole lot easier. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Wow, May. All right, guys. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. you know, so maybe we get the three all together in the studio and have a little fun. I you mean, know. you know. <laughs> Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on. And we always kind of like to end it with what advice would you give people who are trying to break into the industry, especially in your area of the industry? And what pitfalls would you kind of warn about, you know, looking out for or kind of avoiding or to be aware of? Okay. You know, funny enough, I actually was talking to JS either yesterday or the day before that. Um, and you asking this actually brings that conversation. But one thing we said was, you know, as a beginner and also like as you're going on through the years, it's like always learn how to write your way out of things. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so meaning like be so good at your crafts, like write so much music and be so good at it that no matter what, like, you know, you are bringing the best that you can. Yeah. And, you know, like if it is really good, people are going to say, well, you know, like we got to have this in our movie. Like mm-hmm. this is awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's just to me, it's always work your hardest, like never limit yourself. If someone says something's impossible, it's not true. They just didn't try hard enough. That's so right. Oh, I love that. Always push forward, you know? Yes, absolutely. And and what about some pitfall? Are there some things that people should look out for when they come out there and try to get into the industry? Some things that maybe you saw or, or had to experience um, I, I mean, that they should be uh, yeah, aware sure. of? Um, if it's too good to be true, it is. There you go. <laughs> don't, no. don't believe it. <laughs> um, you know, don't, like, I mean, I understand, like, when you're starting out, like, you do work for free, and that's okay, you know, like, start doing that, but, yeah, you know, be compensated for your work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, don't be scared to say, you know, to the director, like, hey, you know, like, I mean, we did all these things together, like, can you spare, like, you know, something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Effort, you know? Especially like when you're starting out because it's like you're broke mm-hmm. and you know, absolutely, you, have, you know, unless you come from like a really wealthy family, right. but you know, most of the times people, you know, it's tight on budget. You have to get a side job yeah. and that derails, you know, kind of like what you want to do. So always, you know, um, get compensated for your work, you know, when you can, but put in the work, you know, put in the effort to be the best that you can be. Don't yeah. just expect, you know, money to fall from trees. Absolutely. Right? I like I li- I like that. Be generous, but don't be like you yeah. know uh, it uh, free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, there's a difference between being generous with your time and yeah. then not being taken advantage of right. where you don't get any. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like at least feed me today. <laughs> like 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, listen, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show today yeah, and talking seriously. with us. And we are super excited about everything you got going on in the future. And we just, you're a stand up guy. Everybody involved with the whole project out there, all of y'all have just been amazing. Yeah. Um, and open invite, man. Anytime you want to come back on uh, and talk about stuff you got going on, yeah. or just come on and join us for a top five segment and shit, you know, yeah. have some fun with Anything. us, man. Anything you want, you let us know. We'll make it happen, man. Nice. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are of course. seriously so awesome. And uh, thank you for all the love support for 2.0. And, you know, this has been a blast. I really enjoy talking to you guys. No, oh, man. Our pleasure, dude. Our pleasure. Have a great rest of the day and a great weekend. And we'll be hollering at you soon, buddy. Awesome. Take it easy, guys. All right, See man. Ya. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow. Epic, man. Just a stand-up guy. Yeah. I love hearing the process because, like, yeah, I mean, do you get the script first? But, yeah, you wait until after it's shot, and then you see when you want to bring things in and how everything works musically. It's a really cool, interesting experience. It really is. And, I mean, honestly, because I've been, you know, as you like to say, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> now, but, I mean... I. I've never heard anybody say I wrote to the script. Yeah, that's and then kind of changed yeah. it all up. You know, it's Just normally shows how to, powerful it is, right? To to a print or a daily yeah. or you know or so, so that wow, that's also boy how times have changed. I, I love that he says, "Oh yeah, I put it all together on the computer mm-hmm. and I add all these kind of, and then we record it with an yeah, orchestra." Yeah, exactly. Like, that's so yeah. I mean, it's amazing to hear the process. Hell yeah! One thing was for certain though. It, I guess like with everybody involved with America 2.0 and uh, passion, Seriously. this guy clearly loves yeah. what he does and is fun and just what a great guy. Yeah, man. exactly. Everybody associated with America 2.0 is freaking phenomenal. And by the way, if you don't know what America 2.0 is after this interview and after us talking about it, go look for it. It's everywhere Seriously. you can find a podcast. Yep. Like, subscribe, comment, listen to it, and you'll love it. We guarantee you. You're, yep. you're going to love it. Yep. All right. Now it is time for our top five segment. Man, it's only going to be us two this week because everybody else. Slackers. 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 Uh, uh, to be fair, though, this was a hard one. It was. Okay. Uh, let me let, let me read. It was much easier for me yeah. because as the gaffer, yeah. as the old guy, I'm aware of the actual TV shows that these movies yeah, were made exactly. from. You guys are like, that oh, was a TV show? Yeah. I'm like listing examples, and they're like, that was a TV show? It's oh like, oh, gosh. boy, yeah. Uh, yes, but, but yeah, this week it is TV shows turned into movies. Man, uh, I'm just, well, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. I got the Simpsons movie, because I, I was honestly was a huge fan of that movie. Uh I'm not even gonna lie. I like the Charlie's Angels movies with okay, uh, yeah, with right. Cameron Diaz. And, I have a guilty pleasure one on here too. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. okay, good. Uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Those two were pretty good. I was really surprised with Jonah Hill uh, and Shannon Tatum. Was that four? Uh, it's three. Okay. Uh, I got the Scooby Doo movies because those <laughs> yes. those are funny and Jackass. Jackass is hilarious. And I mean, they kind of like played it too long, oversaturated it. But I like the first. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my type five. Well, that's uh, I mean, good. Yeah. I, I'm I agree with most of those. Uh, I loved Scooby Doo, the first yeah. one. Yeah, the, I think the they started. One. They needed to stop, but yeah. the first one was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, here's mine. Uh, the Fugitive. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I just Harrison Ford and stuff. Yeah. yeah seriously. And yes. To our young viewers, it was a TV show. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Star Trek. Mm. I mean, I, I mean both. of course. I like the the William Shatner version and, of it. Uh, I love the Star Trek: The Next Generation yeah. version. I love this new stuff with Chris Pine. It's yeah. all, all of it. I yeah. mean, I think it's all a, a huge fan. Okay, here's my guilty pleasure. Are oh, you ready? Goodness. 
the Brady Bunch. Really? <laughs> I loved the first Brady yeah. Bunch movie. Oh, it was man. freaking hilarious. Yeah. And huge props to Gary Cole <laughs> and Shelley Long. They yeah. fucking nailed the voices. Yeah. I don't think Gary Cole could have pulled off the voice of the dad. I, I swear he. it was like he dubbed it. Yeah. I, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I, I know, just guilty pleasure. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. It was hilarious. You. And then my number one, Entourage. Yeah. Yep. Entourage. I can't wait to watch that one, man. Oh my gosh, man! Look, they made a film out of it. If yeah. you guys aren't familiar, but it, it's—I just love the show. I thought the show was brilliant. Yeah. Piven, we want you, Piven. Seriously, we want you. come on, um, the show. It's the most accurate adaptation of what really goes on in Hollywood that yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant show. The film was great. Um, yeah, there yeah. you go. That's yep. my five. I just reviewed uh, Entourage on Fantastic Reviews, episode 10. Go check that out. It's been 10 episodes already, or wow. 11. Wow. Now. Yeah. Right. I know. Achoo. Coming up, coming right. up. But yeah, let's take it back in time now, uh, All right. Gaffer. All right. <laughs> and we're taking it way back. Are this we? Is, oh, oh shit. yeah. My mom was two. Oh, shit. Okay? This All day right. in history. <laughs> this day in history. I was shocked by this one. Oh, shit. Yeah. 1947, mm. this day in history. The first arcade slash video game oh, wow. was patented. Really? Thomas Goldsmith's cathode ray tube amusement device. <laughs> now, for anybody who's a youngin and only has HD flat screen TVs, yeah. cathode ray tube <laughs> is a TV. Yeah. It's the old TVs with the actual big box yeah. and they had the Huge tube box. in the back. Yeah. Heavy as shit. So anybody wondering what the cathode ray tube, <laughs> it's a TV. It's a and TV. he called it the cathode ray tube amusement device. It just reminds me of a catheter. Right. Oh, oh ouch. ouch. It is considered the ancestor of the modern day video games. Mm. The device, and it's, you remember Missile Command? Yeah. The old Atari yeah. game, Missile Command? Yeah. I, I'm guessing it was a lot like that. It says the device simulates an artillery shell arsing, arsing towards... Arsing. Is that how that it must be a weird word there? Anyway, arsing. Let's just go racing, racing towards targets on the screen, controlled by the player by adjusting knobs. Mm. So think ColecoVision or old Atari. Yeah. But even before that. Yeah. So um, yeah, there you go. That's pretty awesome. Right? Like yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. In 1947. Yeah, seriously. I thought I won't. Like maybe I don't know, maybe the late 70s. I was thinking right? I don't I don't know right? that. I'm, I'm a young uh, Yeah, or like right before the Atari boom, you yeah, know, in the early exactly. 80s, late 70s, early 80s, but no. Yeah. 1947. Mm, man, man, it's crazy. But now, where of the day? Where of the day? And we don't have Soundman here today, so I'm gonna pick up the slack there. Yep, yep. Um, this is an interesting one. I just thought it was fun. Amorphous. 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 Without a clearly defined shape or form, or vague and ill organized. Amorphous. Amorphous. Sounds like a superhero villain, right? And like, like who like becomes all like yeah. you know, without shape or something yeah, like exactly. you know, amorphous like, yeah interesting maybe we have the plot of our next uh, animated show <laughs> that's right amorphous man i mean you know I it could know. be like jelly i i don't know why but i think of flubber that uh yeah robin yeah. williams flubber. without shape yeah just yeah blah, blah, blah. That's right. <laughs> oh man well let's get into the box office <laughs> predictions this week uh i messed up last week the only movie that came out last week was glass serenity and the kid who becomes king comes out this week okay yeah well. so i mean eh, i still don't think it's gonna do good guys it's uh last week i predicted glass be number one which i got with around 
40 to 50 million. It was 40.3 million right there in the ballpark. I mean, good, nice job. Yeah. By the way, well underestimates. Yeah. The initial estimates were Surprised having it like between 60 and 80. Yeah. So it came in well under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hearing good things. No. Yeah. I, and yet, <laughs> yeah, same thing. I'm not hearing any good things about it really. And yet they're predicting it to be number one again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, how do you say it sucks and then say, but it'll be number one again? I know. Like, what does yeah, that say about I, the rest of them coming? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, like, what like, the hell? Uh, and I mean, Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. I know. How Serenity. can you say, like, I'm excited about this movie? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I do, but... I do not understand. But last week, I predicted Aquaman be number two. It was the upside again. With mm-hmm. uh, I predicted 10 to 15 million. It got 15 million. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, number three, it was Aquaman. I predicted it to get around. 10 to 15 million. I got 10.1. So I'm coming like right in. Yeah. Like it's pretty awesome. Now, the sleeper that I was completely surprised about, nobody saw this shit coming. Number four was Dragon Ball Z Brawly. Like, yeah. What? I'll be honest. I did not know. (laughs) Please, everybody in the basement, don't get mad at me. I didn't even know there was a new Dragon Ball Z movie out. I know. I I hadn't heard anything anything of it. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. No one told us, guys. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> quiet on Twitter. You need to tell us. Uh, and then come on, num- Goku fans, right? Like, and then number five, still in the top five, Spider Man into the Spider yes. Universe. Yeah, Seven like we said six. at the top of the show, bro. It deserves the Oscar. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I have. I'm not surprised at all. It's still in the top five. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but number one, I'm gonna go with the with everybody else. I'm gonna predict Glass at number one with like 25 to 30 million. I. Yeah, I, I really don't know. The numbers have been really wacky. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, number two, I think this time it will be the kid who would be king, that new King Arthur one, with around like 10 million. Number three, I think it's going to be The Upside, Kevin Hart and Dude from Breaking Bad. Uh, great movie. It looks fan- phenomenal. I think it's going to be around five to 10 million. Number four, I think it's going to be Aquaman with five to 10 million. And number five, I think it's going to be Serenity with around like three to six million. Wow, all the way at number five. Yeah. You know what one uh kind of just like went away mm. without much fanfare, which I was kind of disappointed about? Mm. Escape Room. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw it on the charts for like two weeks. Yeah. 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 So I, I was know. I was kind of looking forward. I mean, truthful, I haven't seen it, but yeah. I was kind of looking forward to it. And I thought it would be much better than, yeah. you know. But, Seriously. But so I like your numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know order wise, you know, I would disagree with a couple of those, but I think you're spot on with the numbers because yeah. I'm real interested now that the in- nominations are out, mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of re-releases of those films yeah. and or where they were still playing. Yeah. I guess people going back to that. So I like your numbers. I think that's going to draw down ticket sales yeah. for some of the other movies. Yeah. Because I, I do think people yeah. will go see the Oscar movies. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a low box office weekend. Yeah. All right, there's not. Nobody's going to really break the 30 million so i don't think so either yeah we shall see we shall see well then switching it over to music nothing's really changed over here hot 100 hazley without me the second week at number one good for you uh top 200 <laughs> albums a boogie with a hoodie this is his second number one with a yes so proud of you guys bravo good for you i don't know of any uh, anticipated music coming out so I've been kind of slacking with that I'm not even going to lie but we've been so busy here at Crazy Ant Media just building and it's reorganizing true. make sure to subscribe to our newsletter make sure to follow us on all social media handles like it's been phenomenal guys we love to come back and can, do this show with you guys every definitely week. can I drop, uh, drop something it. did drop today what happened I'll throw out a little because I'm a huge Boom. Cloak and Dagger fan yeah. let, let me clarify this I'm a huge Cloak and Dagger fan Olivia Holt dropped a new song today. Oh, Distance. really? 
Wow. Check out her Twitter feed or yeah. Instagram feed. You'll see it. Distance. Check Distance. it out. Olivia Holt, come on the show. Yeah. Come on the show, Olivia Holt. It'd we want to talk Cloak and Dagger. Hell okay? yeah. Okay? You're right down the street in New Orleans. Come yeah. on. I mean, it'd be so easy. It would so be so easy. easy. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> so I mean, there you go. My little music throw in there. like the, you know. Exactly. All exactly. Right. But anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you for coming and getting crazy on this 51st episode. It's been fantastic. Thank you for always giving us support. And if you guys have seen those new polos that we got. Oh, oh man. What? New merchandise coming soon. We're still working the logistics out. But, man, stay tuned for that. Make sure to follow us at all social media handles, at Crazy Ant Media, YouTube channel watch our videos all that good shit visit our website crazyantmedia.com to subscribe to our newsletter and just keep up to date with what we're doing we're always reinventing shit oh, we are yeah because we're crazy that's exactly. the whole point point. Exactly. and as always a huge shout out to uh and thanks again to antonio lapore for yes, joining us seriously. check out america 2.0 Fingers crossed that second season, okay? Second season. Wishing for it, yeah. And I mean, once you get all the way through it, there's a seventh episode. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a panel with them getting interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter, and you might hear a little bit of us. Yeah. A little, yeah. little shout-out. Yeah, little we something, may something. or may not have been out in L.A. with them. Check yeah, that out. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, guys, thank you. <laughs> get crazy, stay crazy. And you know who else is crazy? Oprah! Oprah!